worldwide. Go help him. Give him some of your hollering money today. I do like the give him some of your hard-earned money today line. Uh, it is the world famous Cheeky Jaguar Radio Broadcast. Dimitri was our guest. We had planned him for the whole hour. But uh, for whatever reason, he couldn't do it. So we are going to go to Jonathan Peitzman, who is going to join us on Skype. Uh, John is going to fill in there. Um, I appreciate John for uh, uh, helping us out here in the clutch on, uh, <laughs> hey, mate. on, on, on this. Uh, our original guest, uh, I guess, decided that he didn't want to be with us for the whole hour. So... <laughs> I decided, well, let's get Jonathan Beitzman in here. So uh, we've got Don Mazzella, our co-host, back with us here on our broadcast. And uh, John Peitzman joins us here on Skype. And, um, John, uh, the last couple weeks I've, I've had you on our program, uh, uh, not on our Talk America Live, but on our other other daily program. And we've been discussing uh, your, your, your system and a little bit of different things about you. Tell me and Don a little bit about yourself yourself my friend yeah sure well um i'm in australia currently you can probably tell from my accent though i'm not australian i'm actually from the united states so uh born and raised in minneapolis minnesota and i've been in um australia since 2010 and really the 30 seconds is you know i i have a, a big background in corporate america over 20 years plus where i who started with some startup companies that then were acquired and all the rest of it all the time leading to become a, a high performer in my different uh, positions within the corporate context many many companies kept acquiring the other company so the big fish kept swallowing the the smaller fish and at the end I was working for Hewlett Packard HP and had many different executive roles there the last one being running the global real estate division for all of um, South Pacific Uh, that's what brought me here to Australia and in 2015 I actually left the corporate environment and started my own company in balance with life and that's where I really help business owners entrepreneurs and corporate teens kind of get to that next level. And I do that by teaching them some of the best high-performance habits available in the world. I'm a certified high-performance coach. I have a book coming out, The Build Framework, um, which is launching in January, um, which is a methodology to help people get personal and professional growth and success um, from, from the heart, right, from the inside out. So um, that's really the, the 10 seconds um, uh, or, or a little more of my background. But really, it's about helping people now, and it's about being out there in the environment and, and really giving people the habits and the frame and the tools and the techniques because there's so much out there but there's not a lot of clarity about a certain process and a, a program and protocol to go through to help people become their best selves and, and get the most out of life and that and that's what I really really wake up excited about every single day to, to help people do Don uh, well, well, what do you make of John Peitzman well uh, if he could do it for me I'd sure uh, like it a little late for me but anyway uh, it's never guess- too late it's never too late <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess my my first question is, what is the basis of 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 how you you get people to re, to really um, reach the, their potential? 
Yeah, it's a great question, and I think that you know we talked a little bit about it on the the previous show I just did with Jiggy, but it's about having more in specific areas. And as a certified high performance coach, uh, that's through Brendan Burchard's um, system that's out there, and he's he's done the most comprehensive study in the world on what really drives the most successful people in the world to be successful. And those areas are having you know really more clarity, more energy, courage, productivity, and influence. So those five areas. I I really work with people to tune up in their lives so that they have actually more clarity about what they want to do, who they want to be, right? So they have more energy. And, and again, we don't just talk about it. We give them specific tools and techniques that allow them to actually have more energy and manage their energy in their lives, to manage their courage, right? Tools and techniques to, and practices so that they can step up. Look, so many people, you know, they just, they, they want to do these things in their lives and they want to go after their dreams, but they just don't have the courage to do it. And then the productivity, right? The, the systems to actually manage their day, right? Limit distractions, especially today with the technology that's out there and all these different things where everyone's so busy, but they're not just busy doing the right things, right? And then finally, influence, right? And and helping get other people around you to support your dreams and desires. So really, Don, I mean, that that's the essence of the program. It's looking at getting more clarity, energy, courage, productivity, and influence in your life by habits and understanding what those habits are each and every day that you can do that makes those areas in your life go to that next level. And in doing so, that brings your whole life to the next level. Well, you know, uh, I, I hear you, and I've had uh, people with similar programs on, on my show, but but then I, I look at it and say, no, no matter how you uh, do it, at, at some point, somebody, a person has to take control of themselves and say i'm going to jump off the uh, that bridge and really go for uh, uh, move forward and what i've seen oftentimes is you know they'll get the coach get all revved up and then and then nothing happens well, what Absolutely. do you say to that I say that you're exactly right, and that's what 90% of the coaches out there are doing because it's more like I call it glorified babysitting, right, or kind of the rah-rah cheerleader, which is about an accountability coach. It's like, okay, Don, did you do these things? You know, are you excited, and what are your limiting beliefs? And then, and, and again, there's a place for that, kind of, but really, you're absolutely right. At the end of the day, what that actually encourages is people to rely on someone else to get them going, right? And you're absolutely right. You have to have accountability, you have to have responsibility, and you have have to take action yourself. What I love about the program that I do with people, the, the 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 high performance coaching, and then also my build framework, which I'm really excited about because that that gives you a framework for all the tools and experience that's that you already have in your life, is that it's about what you just said. It's about that person understanding that look, they need to become the person that they weren't before in order to achieve the dreams and the desires that they haven't achieved yet, right? So the biggest word that I hear with my clients is transformation. And I mean that by they look back at their time after spending it with me and they realize that they're a different person and they're a person that takes action and they're a person that actually has, you know, embedded these habits into their DNA. So that has allowed them to actually experientially get to that next place. And then they have the accountability, they have the responsibility and they're off and running on their own. Look, I'm all about self-sufficiency, right? Getting people that whole thing, right? Don't, don't just feed them with fish, right? Teach them how to fish, right? That's, that's the whole point. It's like get people to understand the little simple habits that they can do and then they can experience it 
And when they experience it, then they get curious and excited about it because they feel that transformation from within. So I agree with you completely, Don, that there's a lot, you know, out there of, of people just kind of motivating. And, and by the way, there's nothing wrong with that to a certain level, but that doesn't result in transformation. At best, that results in change, right? But I'm always after with my clients, transformation. Well, you're right. What I've, what I've seen is that oftentimes it takes a critical event, a divorce, a death, um, uh, something uh, to really kick off and, and change a person. And, and oftentimes all the tools are there. It's just a matter of, of them owning those two tools. What do you say to that? Yeah, absolutely. And, and the reason, by the way, that happens, you know, we call it the, the pit point, right, or the bottom point, or, you know, the when, when things completely fell apart to be able to fall together, right? But really, what happens kind of energetically um, in that is that they actually get out of their heads, right, when these crises happen, and we get into our hearts, we get into feeling, right? We realize what's important in our lives. I mean, when you have a death in your family, right, and they're gone, I mean, nothing is more of a wake-up call sometimes than that. Or a relationship that you thought was important and you were, you know, giving it the attention it needed, you thought, but in hindsight realized that you were actually neglecting it and now it's gone, for example, then that's a wake-up call. So the wake-up call is there and you're right. That changes us because we're actually getting out of our heads and we get into our hearts and we realize, oh my gosh, this life is so short. What's important? What's going on? My life is passing by and these things are now gone and, and what am I doing, right? And when you ask yourself, what are you doing at that level, then you start to take the tools and techniques that you have at your disposal much more seriously and you actually implement them. Because look, it's, it's one thing about reading a book about swimming, right, and having the knowledge, but it's totally different jumping in the water and actually doing it, right? But when you have those life-changing events, they make you get in the water. They throw you in the deep end and you either swim or you drown, right? And most people start swimming and they realize what they can do to change. And if they don't know what to do, they find someone to help them do what they need to so they can get out of that depression or whatever they happen to be in in that moment and really transform their lives. But that's why that's such a catalyst so much, um, those those life events that happen to us. And those those can be good things, right? Getting, you know, diagnosed with cancer. I have some clients that, that I see that that was the best thing that happened to them in a way. And you say, how can that be? Well, it's because that allowed them to wake up to the importance of their life and it allowed them to change their life. And they realized without that, they wouldn't have done that. Now, you don't need to wait for that to happen, by the way. That's the good news, right? You can mindfully get into your heart and start making these changes. But that's why, Don, some of those tragic events in our lives kind of enable that change to happen because it really, really is a wake-up call in that extent. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But now let's, let's turn around. Somebody comes to you and says, I've reached a point where I know I've got to do, do it better. What do you, how do you begin the process? Yeah, well, my, my typical process is I walk people through the, the system that I just talked about, the certified high-performance system, which is 12 weeks, right? So in those 12 weeks, we literally go through all those things I talked about with clarity, energy, courage, productivity, and influence, and we do assessments, and we give them tools and tactical you know, downloads and worksheets where they can actually analyze their life and implement the habits that make them get those areas better in their lives, right? 
And then what I do is typically I walk people through then introducing the build framework, right? And, and that's a whole other system. But what that is, and that's my proprietary system with the book that's coming out and everything, but that, that really is about balance, right? Because I find that a lot of people have tools and techniques, right? There's a host of, you know, a wealth of information out there and, and people have their own experiences and their own knowledge, but they just don't have balance. They don't know how to apply it in their lives, right? So I give them some of the best tools and techniques with the certified high performance coaching, but then I use build to give them a framework because build isn't about tools and techniques. That's about a framework. So then I work with them to really personalize their entire repertory of tools and techniques in their lives to include the certified high-performance coaching tools if they have that with me, and then they get balance. Because the most important thing, Don, I find is that people who don't have balance in their lives across the different areas of their life, then because, I mean, by definition, they're out of balance, right? And because of that, they don't have that fulfillment, that peace, that that you know clarity of how they want to be every single day with balance so that's kind of in a nutshell how i work with people so first i make sure they have the right tools and techniques and then i give them a framework to allow them to implement it into their lives so that they can have that transformation that we discussed prior hmm. well, it sounds interesting and um, now you're in australia do you tend to come back to the, to the state states I do. I, I have family there, which I'm very um, close to, and in the Minnesota area, as I mentioned. So we try to get there at least every other year for Christmas. I mean, we, we were here this time for Christmas. I have a 12-year-old a daughter and a 1-year-old son um, here in Australia. And I got to tell you that um, I never get used to Santa Claus and a surfboard, right? I mean, it's, <laughs> it's really hot. It's, I mean, it's beautiful, but it's, it's just not Christmas um, for me from the standpoint of my growing up and understanding the snow and the cold and Santa and the sleigh and all that stuff, right? So we try to get back every couple of years at least um, for Christmas time because of that experience, but also at least once a year um, just to, to visit my family and um, to, to, to talk to people. I, I go back to, to meet with clients sometimes. I work with corporations in the States. Um, often I can do that over technology, but a lot of times that, that includes some travel as well. So yeah, I'm back and forth quite often actually. Well, well, let me turn it around. Um, you're an American living uh, in Australia. Um, well, we've become addicted to an Australian program called 800 Words. I don't know if you're familiar with it, um, but it's about an Australian who moves to a small town in New Zealand and uh, uh, after the death of his wife with his two children. And um, I've always liked the Australians and the, and, and the Kiwis because... Um, uh, both countries are absolutely beautiful. How do you find uh, living there? Uh, would, you, would you stay or do you want to come back to the States? Yeah, great question. And by the way, I haven't heard of that. I'll have to look it up. 800 words. Uh, it sounds it sounds very It um, is absolutely amazing. a fantastic, fantastic series, uh, especially, uh, well, anyway. But if you get a chance, it's become very popular here in certain PBS stations but anyway um yeah yeah I'll, I'll look that up but but i think that i mean to answer your question I, I love it here i love having the balance again it's about balance right of being able to go back um to the states and visit my family and come here and who knows you know i i go as i say where, where the door is open and you know you, you, the, the best thing you can do in life in a way is kind of realize that life is what happens right and of course you have a plan and everything like that but i'm i'm not opposed to moving again or, or going back or what have you but i will say this i absolutely love being here and i love I love the weather. I love the people. Again, it's kind of a cliche, and I don't mean to paint pictures with broad strokes, but in general, 
I find in Australia that more people are, you know, working to live versus living to work, if that makes sense. And I know that's a very broad generality, but but what I mean by that is it's a little more laid back, a little bit more relaxed. I mean, people still work hard and they, they, they're out there doing things, you know, that, that are important for their family, but the family and the balance and, you know, going to the beach and having some time and realizing that you're really working to live versus what I found in some circles, at least, um, in, in the American culture, again, broad stroke, so I don't mean to ping everyone with the same brush, but is that it's really living to work a lot of times, right? And we get stressed and we don't have that balance and we don't have the ability to actually have a little more peace and calm. So I guess to answer your question, that's kind of the the difference as I see, other than of course the slang and the words and the different, you know, like customs that I had to grow, you know, accustomed to once I got here, um, like driving on the other side of the street and all those kind of, you know, practical things. But I really do love the people here. I love the, the country. I love America too, by the way, and the people that there in the country as well. But I really, I like the balance and I love the opportunity more to the point to have the ability to live outside of the country that I grew up in. Cause I really believe that everyone should do that for at least, you know, you don't have to do it for, you know, years or whatever, but you know, six months or something where you travel and you can see that different perspective because in that you really see that all of us around the entire world have so much more in common than we do differences, right? And that, again, can be something you can read about and think about living within the house that you live. But if, when you go outside of the house and look in from a different country, especially, I think you get a lot more perspective. And again, you, you feel that more in your heart than just thinking about it in your head. Well, let me ask you this. Australia uh, right now is it's starting to decide whether they're going to permit more uh, immigrants into the country. Um, uh, do you have any take on that, on that subject? You know, I, I, I think that, again, I, I'm not really into politics on, on either side, and I really, you know, appreciate people having differences of opinions, right? And I really appreciate um, the fact that you can have an opinion and not you know necessarily have it align with someone else's but still respect that person right um so i think there's there's probably you know arguments and good people on on both sides of, of whatever that issue is in general though you know just without knowing the politics and all the the different policies that are out there and being implemented i i from my heart am more of an inclusive person i think than an exclusive person so but i i you know i don't know how that marries up with specific practical you know policies and laws and all that and I, i'm not really, you know, um, educated enough in those aspects to talk about what those things are going on right now in Australia or even in America. But I will say that I, I really do, at the end of the day, all that aside, think that it's really important that all of us come together with at least, even when we don't agree, the knowledge of having conversations, again, with that open heart and kind of connection to the other person to, to understand maybe where they're coming from, even if we don't agree with it. Well, that's different than what's happening here in the States. Um, uh, when I was in Vietnam, I worked with the Australian and the New Zealand troops and always found them to be very re uh, refreshing in the way they did things. But uh, um, uh, did you marry an Australian girl or a woman? 
Yeah, I've had a couple marriages in my past. Wow. I'm, but now I, I, I am married to a German. Actually, we met in Australia, and um, been married a couple of years now. I have a beautiful son. I have a daughter, as I mentioned, from a previous relationship, um, and and uh, that person I did meet in Australia um, in my travels. So yeah, I've um, been been around the world. I mean, I had the opportunity when I was in the corporate environment to run global security operations for what was called the Chief Security and Privacy Office for the company at the time was called Electron data systems, EDS. You might remember it as a company Ross Perot founded um, not long ago, um, and HP ended up acquiring that company. But but in any event, running global security operations, I literally had a global team, right? So I would travel around and have the opportunity to basically put my foot you know, on the ground of every continent in the world. Um, and that was a huge um, opportunity for me personally and professionally, just because, again, of that perspective you get when you're traveling around and, and leading teams of different cultures and languages and all the rest of it. So I'm very um, grateful for having that opportunity to travel so much. Hmm. Well, um, well, you know, we have a, a few minutes now. Uh, let's go. Uh, let me, let's talk a bit about that a little bit because uh, cyber security and cyber, um, uh, you know, just cyber security uh, is really going to be a problem in the future. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that as technology, you know, brings us all kind of, I mean, it's designed to bring us closer together. A lot of times it's actually bringing us farther apart, right, which I think is interesting. In my, my coaching business, I see so many people, and I, I say that because they're distracted by technology, right, and they're not really using it to connect to other people. We're using it to disconnect in a lot of ways. We're using it to actually, you know, become isolated. So I think that, yeah, certainly there's, you know, I, I heard the question, which was about cybersecurity and the threat out there. I think, you know, as, as technology technology increases, my hope is that the, you know, the bad guys and the good guys both have the same technology, so it keeps kind of just going up the ladder, and hopefully we keep protecting against the new threats and all the rest of it. But I think the biggest threat to technology actually out there, um, not, not, not diminishing the, the cybersecurity aspect, but really is this thing that I just mentioned, which is people not actually using it to connect and using it for the great technology it is to further their dreams and their desires, but rather becoming addicted to it and becoming addicted to, you know, how many Facebook friends you have or this comparison to this fantasy world that's out there versus your real life and really isolating yourself and becoming lonely and depressed. And look, I mean, we have an epidemic of people who, you know, can't actually focus on one task at a time and get stuff done because they're so distracted by their habit of always looking at something else while they're doing something else, right? So I think that's probably as big a threat as anything to the whole psyche of, you know, the, the human culture in a way. And I think that's something that we can all be mindful of and just look, put the phone away, right? Be focused on one task at a time and use it to connect and use it for technology, but don't use it as a crutch. Don't become addicted to it. Don't be, have it become this thing that disconnects and isolates you from being engaged with other human beings. Well, um, uh, I heard an interesting thing the other day, um, uh, which uh, I'm curious how you thought. Um, someone said uh, that we tend to think of uh, uh, technology as separating us, yet by the very fact that we're sharing many of our everyday intimate thoughts and ideas, we, um, we, we may actually be uh, breaking down barriers. What do you say to that? 
Absolutely. I say that it, it's a double-edged sword, right? Two sides of the same coin in a way. I mean, absolutely, the technology is there to connect, to be closer, to be more aligned to every person on this planet, right? Basically, who has technology. And, you know, I mean, any question you can ask, I mean, ask Google. Now you don't even have to pick something up. You can just, you know, talk in your house and, and this machine answers all these questions. I mean, it's never been so, you know, prevalent from the standpoint of information that's out there. My point about the disconnection standpoint was just how sometimes a lot of people actually take that technology and they shut themselves in a room, right? And they actually become depressed because they're out there looking at all these Instagram pictures of other people, which are actually just fantasies that people are making up, right? And they, they compare their lives to what that image is, right? And then they feel less about themselves. And then they, they get addicted to maybe some games or things like that, where they're just using all this technology that absolutely, you're right, is a available and able to connect us and answer questions and pursue us down our paths towards our greatest dreams and desires. Absolutely. But because we don't embrace that with the right habits, a lot of times it has the potential on the other side of that coin to disconnect us because we get depressed because of that comparison, because we are addicted to actually just go away in a corner and actually become more close to that device and that screen and texting people and, you know, having this image and this facade that we create versus actually really connecting with real conversations, eye-to-eye contact with other human beings. And that's, that's where I see, you know, the disconnect. So I think that the value is absolutely there with the technology, but it has to be used like any, you know, technology or any tool that's out there with very, very, you know, heartfelt mindfulness so that we don't abuse it in a way that's going to hurt more than help. I couldn't agree more. But, you know, what, what really scared, scared me was the fact that um, it turns out that uh, those devices don't turn off and they can actually listen to you when you think they're not on. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I tell you, I, who knows what the technology is that's out there doing that, right? So what I say to that is always be prepared that everything you do is out there, right? I mean, if you act in that way, basically, and you have no secrets to hide, right? Um, then, And I'm not saying it's appropriate, by the way, to spy or to listen to things or do all these things, but I'm just saying to feel more at peace with your own life. It's like like I, when I coach executives, I'm like, okay, that decision, the thing that you're doing right now, if that was on the front page of the, you know, Wall Street Journal or whatever, you know, pick your paper and, and with total transparency, your strategy and everything that you're doing behind the scenes and everyone knew how you're operating this company, would you be okay with that? And if the answer is anything, then absolutely I would be 100% fine with that. Then, again, it doesn't mean don't do it necessarily, but it means ask yourself why. Why is your gut telling you that, that, that maybe people wouldn't want to know that or maybe you know, that's something that you're you know, feeling dishonorable about or something like that? And if those are the things that are making you go, oh, I wouldn't want people to know that, then maybe, just maybe, you shouldn't be doing it in the first place, right? Because then that will allow you to step up and look in the mirror each and every day with much more enthusiasm about being your your best self, and then all that other stuff doesn't matter as much. But of course, you know, we need to have privacy and we need to not have people spying on us and turning on devices, right? But I'm, I'm just giving kind of a, a hack from a standpoint of how we look at that to be more comfortable in our own skin when all of this technology around us is, you know, coming to this place where it seems like privacy, as it was in the past anyway, is certainly changing. Mm. Uh, I'm sorry. I just, um, you know, uh, the world blames everything on President Trump. 
but uh, uh, <laughs> no, a story just came across the wire that uh, he accidentally revealed the location of a SEAL team uh, in Iraq to, during his visit. And that this is now front page over everything, as if the enemy doesn't know where SEAL Team 5 is. Um, uh, but now we're having a hullabaloo about him revealing uh, this location. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just, uh, you know, uh, if that guy goes to the bathroom wrong, they, they say he does something wrong. Um, uh, I'm just a little frustrated. Right. Uh, um, but uh, 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 I was just asked by a major newspaper to do a piece on the economy. But let me ask you this. How do the Australians uh, view Trump? You know what? Um, I, obviously, I cannot speak for all of the Australians, right? And and nor can I speak for anyone other than myself, right? And I think that, again, it's just back to that thing about agree or not agree. It's like, you know, ha have that ability to kind of compromise and, and support the things that are good, right? And if you question the things and have other issues, right? But don't, don't make it about personality issues or don't make it about things that aren't, you know, something that you can have an open dialogue about and actually, you know, have a conversation about, right? So I think that there are certainly some Australians I've talked to who um, don't support Trump. There are some Australians that I've talked to who do support Trump. So I think that, you know, this this um, broad stroke again of painting one country or, or a segment of the world as for or against or whatever, in my estimation, isn't actually factual, right? Because you have, you have people on both sides everywhere and you have human beings everywhere and everyone has different opinions and you have to just embrace that and understand that, you know, that's that's the fact of the matter. Oh, but I wish a lot more people thought like you did. We'd be better off. We went to Christmas dinner and it was quite obvious that one side of the table thought one way and the other side thought the other and never politics was mentioned. And it was a little strained evening, uh, to say the least. But anyway, yeah. uh, 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 if people wanted to, to know about you, more about your system, where, where did they go? Yeah, thanks for asking. They can go to a couple places. One is thebuildframework.com, right, which is where I have the book and the, there's an online course and all the rest of it. Um, and my main page for my coaching is jphighperformancecoach.com. And there's a wealth of information there about, you know, everything that I'm doing and, and everything that can help people really, you know, increase their lives, as we talked about, with their clarity, their energy, their courage, productivity, and the rest of it. So, yeah, I welcome anyone to visit. And if it resonates with them, reach out and we can take it from there. But will you spell it out? Because uh... I will, absolutely. So, www.thebuild, B-U-I-L-D, framework. F-R-A-M-E-W-O-R-K.com is the Build Framework website. And then the main coaching site is www.jp, which is my nickname, right? John Peitzman is my name, so I go by JP. So it's JP High Performance Coach. So H-I-G-H-P-E-R-F-O-R-M-A-N-C-E-C-O-A-C-H, right, coach, dot com. So www.jphighperformancecoach.com or www.thebuildframework.com are both excellent sites to get a hold of me and find out more. Fantastic. Mm. Well, uh, well, John, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for uh, coming on and chatting with me and Don. We really appreciated the time. And uh, Don, before we let you go, how do people get a hold of you online and everything? Uh, uh, Don Mazzella, 
dot com d o n m a z z e l l a dot com recalculating dot biz that's my show um uh 